All the employees are given drugs. They don't know what they're doing. Ta- Taco Bell 2. Now our machines make pork tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 123 of Video Games Hot Dog. Guys, Yay. did you ever think that we would make it to this milestone? The old 123? What uh, what letter is this uh, episode sponsored by? Oh, geez, I don't even know. I thought you were going to ask what uh, material you give a gift made out of on your 123rd anniversary. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know that anybody's made it there yet. I, I really just want to make it to episode 321. <laughs> yeah. Contact. Okay. Uh, what about did you ever watch the joint contact episode 6969 69. yeah I did uh, well yeah that was I a, saw good show. a few episodes of 321 contact I, I subscribed to the magazine for many many years okay yeah, I still have them all in my garage Wow I know I keep You're intending a bit of a pack rat. I yeah it's uh, it's a sickness and <laughs> I, I shouldn't indulge it but uh, but it's you know, so I've delicious I've been living here in this apartment for two months with yep. basically Nothing. you know a computer and some clothes, and yeah. then $1,000 worth of Ikea furniture. <laughs> right. And I've been fine. I've been fine. <clears throat> Your not... desk is uh, a folding table. It is. I'm, I've not been unfulfilled. I mean, my desk is a folding table everywhere. Is it? Uh, yes. Not at home. Not at your regular home. No, that's true. I have, a, I have an old computer desk that I got uh, back in my college days. I got that for my birthday. Yeah, I mean, I can understand someone who wants to have like nice, nicer, sort of fancier furniture or whatever but from a purely functional point of view you can get by on really creep cheap crap yeah. i was uh walking Ikea past our next door neighbor's fine. apartment and they he had the he had the door open because they were like moving in a new television or something and i was like damn that place is nice it was like all nice expensive chairs oh like in, in a, one of our yeah. neighboring apartment yeah, yeah. places and and i was like man i'm glad that i don't give a shit about stuff like that because that would get real expensive real fast it's just more stuff to steal you know, I'm not going to skimp on, like, a bed, right? right? Because, you know, you got to spend some money on a bed. They, I, we need all kinds of things in this economy. I have, not, I have not spent money on a bed in a long time. Now, you don't mind sleeping on a basically a rolled-up piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Riff, what are you sleeping on these days? What kind of garbage are you sleeping on? Oh, uh, I got the good old I- Ikea mattress. I got a good one. It's I not, thought you were going to say Christopher Columbus. I thought it's, you were going to say boxes of, like, uh, cereal boxes. <laughs> no, I sleep next to cereal boxes. Okay. You know what you should start doing, Riff, is getting those individual serving uh, boxes of cereal that you can open the side of the bag so that you can oh, pour milk right into yeah. the box. You know, I almost so bought can... some of those the other day, but you always end up with a bunch of them that you don't want. There's always, like, those two special K or whatever, and then you end up having to eat those. Just eat the special K, pussy. What's wrong with you? I mean, I'd rather just buy a box of Fruit Loops. You too good for special K? You are like, you eat like a baby. <laughs> I don't actually buy Fruit Loops very often. I mainly do the Kevin. Are you are, you, are meats. you admiring my deck of many things? I am. I'm, this is super exciting, actually. Eh, yeah, you won't be excited once you see it. I don't know. Seriously, open it up and look at the cards. This the, is pretty cool. Yeah. No, I I I, I bought a um. So this is one thing that I, I I figured that I couldn't live without here in San Francisco. I bought a uh, Dungeons & Dragons Super Adventure module to read. Nice. Yeah, look at those fucking cards. These are pretty lame. Yeah, they really are. It comes with a it comes with a replica of the deck of many things mm-hmm. and uh they are they have a huge glaring uh trademark art credit on them, uh, trademark. Yeah. yeah. That's weak. It's just I had a re- I had a nice one once that I got uh 
if I'm not mistaken, it was a cutout from Dragon Magazine. Of a deck of many things? Yeah. It just had some, it had the, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, paper, paperboard, you know, thin cardboard sheets just in the magazine yeah. and you pulled the, pulled the sheets out off of the staples and cut them out. Huh. It's pretty good art. It seems like cutting out your own cards is not going to result in a fair deck. Well, you had to be careful, you know, but... That doesn't sound like any of us. <laughs> Actually, you seem like a pretty careful dude. <laughs> yeah, something for cutting, cutting like things, a, yeah. Like, everything perfectly regular is tough. If you have to cut them out from a single sheet. Yeah. Yeah, like, even with that, our fancy paper cutter, I think that would be a... Challenging. Yeah, well, because you can't really cut when you cut multiple sheets of normal paper with a roto trim, like the ones on the yeah, bottom, they sort slide of around no. differently, like, and they get you know. Yeah, and plus, it, the way that like if we're like prototyping board games or card games or whatever, the laser printer is not like that. There is a wild variability in the angle of sure. at which mm-hmm. a paper gets drawn through a cheap laser printer. So. Yep. It's um yeah steel you know, steel ruler and an exacto knife is really the way 40, to go forty five degrees that's sometimes. a good way to lose parts of your parts of your bits <laughs> I nearly did once but fortunately it was not serious it was just not, very not surprising an important bit. <laughs> when I was working I was working on a project when I was in art school that was um, foam core and exacto uh, knife oriented and I sliced the tip of my finger nearly off and did not notice right away because it was a, a brand fresh exacto blade a brand new finger so it's so i didn't notice anything had happened until blood Plus was already work, shooting everywhere was, yeah i was gonna say your art project was in all in red so yeah. was the art project like a foam core replica of that ball from phantasm so it was just like a sphere with knife blades sticking out of it <laughs> I wonder how quickly you could get thrown out of art school if you just made all of your projects Deadly. extremely <laughs> dangerous to the instructor. I uh, yeah, everything is like spring loaded with yeah. laser blades. <laughs> this is a this is a replica of the Harlequin's Kiss, uh, the Eldar weapon from Warhammer 40k, which shoots a tightly coiled uh, length of wire inside an opponent and then releases it, shredding their organs. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, I have uh, I have an exacto style knife that I've really enjoyed using for many years, which is um, the blades snap off like it's you know like maybe a six inch, four inch <laughs> blade or something like that. But it's divided into quarter inch sections that you as it gets dull you just snap it off. Yeah. So you Those don't have to put good. like an entirely new blade in. There. I saw it's a really nice one the other day that was like had the form factor of like a folding pen knife, except it used those uh, trapezoid shaped um, blades. So it was replaceable. It was pretty nice. Huh. Just like an X-Acto knife, you know? Eh. It's good. You hold it like a pencil. Only it's a pencil that writes with cut. I want to hold like a box cutter style thing. No. You don't have any precision when you're doing that. What kind of precision do you need? The kind of precision that calls for a fucking X-Acto knife. (laughs) You're cutting against against a metal rail always. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. You're just doing it freehand. On your lap. You don't even have like, a table or anything. <laughs> Just holding it in the air with one hand and sawing through it with the... <laughs> yeah, that's why it's vital that you have precise control over the blade. Do you remember uh, our solution for cutting a bunch of foam core was... 
Yeah, oh god, yeah. Electric, electric carving knives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the electric turkey carver. We, oh, we that was like great. Three of them, I think. Well, so it turns out we went we were going through them. They they're sort of a commodity item, right? It's like 20 bucks for an electric knife. But we were burning them out because you're not supposed to run an electric knife for like an hour, right? It's like <laughs> Sur- this surprise. Is like, this is for a turkey, one turkey. <laughs> like if you've got 100 turkeys to carve, you're going to need to find a different solution. Industrial grade. The solution was to just use two of them and use one for like 20 minutes and then leave it to cool off while you use the other one for 20 minutes because right. we were just melting them yep. from running them too much. They um you can cut through a lot of uh, foam core with an electric knife. Yep. Yep. It's <clears throat> that's fucking horrifying. Thinking about that, if I think about the times that I spent using an electric knife... That was just in your lap, sort of free. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because I was just cutting out random shit I drew on foam core with paint markers. Yep. This was to make uh, props for the Kingdom of Loathing LARP yep. that ran for many years and was awful for us. Yeah, it's... Seemingly uh, a great deal of fun for the participants, but... Uh, yeah. It, I think it would have been way I've more been. fun if, it, if there were more rooms and people and there was less downtime. Yeah. Or fewer people at once i think either way either one would have worked more people or fewer people either one of those would well be more of us <laughs> more of us and the same number of participants or fewer participants and the same number of us that's the thing with everything cool is that it accrues all these labor costs yeah that mm-hmm. if you if you're doing it with grown-ups and not volunteers from the community college it adds up that's why you do everything with volunteers from the community college and why <laughs> everything you produce is fucking garbage <laughs> <clears throat> yeah follow your passion different ways of cutting things that's the theme of today's episode yeah Woo. Riff have you been have you been cutting anything like your wrists <laughs> no yeah. uh, the only construction type stuff I've been doing this past week was all Legos so I did not need to to cut anything did you design that model yourself no I, uh, I found it uh, online uh, I've forgotten the web address offhand but if you look in my Twitter history at Rifflesby people can can see where I posted the link uh, he basically posted the uh, a parts list and the uh, Lego digital designer file so I thought they did away with that nope it's Lego still going shut down there yeah hmm it may be like you may be thinking of like an earlier version of it that had a different name I think How, there was something um, previous how stable is that? Because I remember when you did something along these lines of your own design, it did not actually stand up in reality very well. Right, because that, cause that was all based on friction joints. Well, this one is, it's all Technic pins and gears and stuff. It's its actually a remote control thing. So it, it, Does it actually stands run really around nice. and stuff? Yeah, it's, got, it's actually got two different modes because it's, it's like a four-legged tank with wheels at the end. So it's got a switch on the remote control so you can switch between driving on the wheels or walking with the legs. Whoa. Yep. It was hardcore, which 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 is why it took me the entire weekend to put it together because the Lego digital designer interface, while it has an option to generate step by step Lego building instructions, it doesn't really understand axles and stuff. So there were a lot of points where I'd be instructed to put these two sections together, and it turned out that to do that you had to take one of them apart again to. Do- <laughs> So ah. it, it was a lot of figuring out how shit actually worked before it uh, could all be assembled. But it uh, it came together pretty good. Would I imagine the guy in the 70s who had to actually draw at a drafting table 
the instructions oh, right. for putting together a set of Legos. I imagine a guy who is j- literally bored to death. <laughs> <sighs> they had to replace that guy with a computer because that guy was the tenth guy in a row to die of boredom. I am. I'm. <laughs> Pretty excited about the possibility of getting that um, architect studio set. Oh, that yeah. thing looks nice. It, it, I'm, I'm still, I'm still wavering back and forth about actually getting it. I probably, I don't know. Maybe I I'll thought ask you were going to say you were trying to decide Christmas. whether you were going to get ten or only eight. <laughs> no, I spent, I've spent too much money recently on silly things like, like buying all the parts for a Lego model off of Bricklink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did, so did you were just getting used parts? Uh I got new ones when whenever possible, but some of the parts were kind of rare, so I had to settle for used ones. But they were all were they, I mean, you can't really tell on them? at least with the ones I got. Boy, my old ones you can certainly tell cuz I used to pry them apart with my teeth yeah. cuz they didn't <laughs> yeah. have that orange thing. Yep. The wrench, the Lego yeah. wrench. Yeah. Yeah, they, that they, thing is teeth, a godsend. A child's teeth go right through one of those things. My mom was trying to be helpful one time, taking the Legos apart, and do you know the the single studs that have the piece that comes off that's just a circle that you can like stick mm-hmm. you know, little antennas through or whatever at a, at a 90 degree angle? She broke a bunch of those in half, Duh. trying to trying to be super helpful, and I was like, oh, Mom, hmm. those are... Those, the reason those are hard to take apart is because they don't they're not meant to come apart did you did you get some super glue and make her glue them back together I, I did not i had i had a an excess of them so i didn't really need more but yeah legos that allow you to change the direction of building are, yeah so you can do some yeah. snot building snot building yeah yeah, yeah those are uh, whenever we call that Whenever I hit like a Brinklet Bricklink store that I need one part from, and they've got a five dollar minimum order, that's what I generally fill it up with. Is is those kinds of parts? I did like having the smooth bricks when I was making my own designs. Just having the tops be all yeah uh, unstudded. Yeah, but it's not Legos anymore. If you do that, it is. <laughs> it is Legos. It's just cooler yeah. looking. Riff. How much money did you spend on this project? I'd rather not say. <laughs> wow. How big is it? I didn't get a sense from the photograph. Uh, about as big as a bowling ball, I guess. Okay. How Man. much does it weigh? Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say maybe two pounds, maybe in the range of two pounds. How many bricks did it take? Uh, I, I did not count the bricks, but the, when I generated the instructions from the digital designer, it had about 350 steps. That is meaningless information, right? Yeah, yeah We're it trying to Sherlock is. Holmes yeah. this shit and figure out how much money you spent. <laughs> <laughs> I spent, tank. okay, I spent about 300 bucks. Oh, that's, that's not bad. For, for like a fully articulated moving remote control Lego set, that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. 300 bucks for, I mean, that won't even get you an hour with some of the better prostitutes. Is, is it 3,000 <laughs> bricks? Or is that, is, does the 10 cent thing not hold? Oh, I can't imagine it holds when you're buying them used through BrickLink. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing some are more expensive and some are less expensive. Yeah, it it's kind of out. hard to average out. Plus, because I had to buy some motors and stuff, that kind of kills the average. Mm. Okay. That's, Man, you that's know what fair. we never have to do again? Oh. Fix that fucking sign for Comic Con. <laughs> that was such a hit. Oh, you should sell it on eBay. Eh, I mean, 
Somebody would have to like we'd have to put all these warnings. When it arrives, it'll be broke as shit. Yeah, this is this is basically like selling a pet on eBay. Um, do people do that? We had it. No, I don't think you can. We had a um, we had a pretty stable version of it by the end. Sure. Yeah, for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about, we had uh, Zach made an animated sign. It was like a little diorama thing. Yeah, it was powered by Lego uh, motors. Um, and it was like an adventurer fighting against like a tentacled monster. Well, at first it was like a dragon thing, and then oh, yeah. re- replaced like a it Hydra. With a, replaced it with a tentacle monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it went through <clears throat> several iterations because it started out pre Mindstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just we or just it was did before I motors. had any Mindstorms, and so a huge amount of the because those motors only had one speed and it right. was fast as fuck, and so so much of the mechanism was this big gearbox that then became 30 individual points of failure as the oh, gears yeah. would just grind themselves yeah. to pieces and there was the, a lot of lego dust yeah the, the thing would just week. fill with like gray dust legos are not meant to be run yeah and like the, the lego machinery is not meant to be run continuously for eight or ten hours at a time you know when i was when i would see like the budget for like a building i'd be like what the fuck why does that cost so much like i legos you know you can make it out of legos for cheaper than that but then i realized oh right okay elevators (laughs) well anything right i mean it needs to like it needs to not just disintegrate in the rain it needs to like you know yeah you actually need to be able to stand on the floors huh Okay. People keep telling me that I should replace my mailbox with a mailbox that I made out of Legos, and I think that's a fucking terrible idea, because I don't think it would look very good, and I don't think it would last very long, and I think it would cost a fortune. You'd have to glue it together to keep keep kids from walking by and stealing them. In the Arizona sun would fade real fast. Um, Well, yeah, so I would probably just make it gray or white. Gray or white. Right. Which, yeah, so that's already not so cool looking well okay here's the thing that i don't think is fucking cool looking at all a just random mishmash of fucking basic lego colors oh yeah making anything i think that looks terrible i remember reading about some like startup douche who was like i demanded they make me a lego desk to take this job at this startup and i was like oh that seems cool and then i looked at it and i'm like nope just fucking random colors and that looks like fucking garbage it looks like a Lego desk that a preschooler would use. <laughs> Wait, somebody literally said, if you want me to work here, you got to make me a desk out of Legos. And they, they said, sure. Yeah. Oh, my what, the, what I was reading was the account of the guy that they hired to make the desk out of Legos. And so he made the desk, and then he was like, and the next step is taking it apart, rebuilding it upside down with glue on every piece. <sighs> it was like... <laughs> oh my god yeah. did they put like a glass that, top on it or something i don't know oh because you have to you have to put the glue on the bottom because that's the part that's gonna like fill up that's got the reservoir hmm. made functional uh drawers wow out of lego yeah wow that's so that's one of the things that's appealing about the architect set is that it's all the pieces are just white yep yeah um, oh, but I, but that's what I was thinking. Like my very first Lego set, uh, my dad—I didn't know anything about Legos—and my dad just brought home a Lego set that was just bricks. It was not like a model of anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that those are sets that they sell anymore. They might they sell. Totally yeah, buckets. you can get them. Do, yeah, I've got buckets. I've got buckets of a few of them on okay, my Lego. Okay, but table. those are like buckets of bricks. This was yeah. a set that was like a box that had different compartments for the different sized pieces. Hmm. This was before the bucket was invented. 
<clears throat> and it was just it was just like and then here's a bunch of like possible things that you could make out of it but i don't know that there were instructions mm. and it was just like you know, sort of a free form creativity kit and i don't exactly understand where those kinds of kits See, i just went. had space I, all i had was lego the space, space and it was great. yeah it pretty much all of mine were space too i had i had all kinds of i was yeah, spoiled well, you were a fucking rich kid yeah i was i was i had, all, I had yeah. like the town stuff and the space stuff I only got two of the town sets as a kid. I got the airport, which I just thought was really cool for whatever reason, even though I don't really like airports. Okay. And then the police station. Because like, your dad, dad was a cop. Yeah, dad, dad would always buy police ones. Um, but yeah, it was mostly, mostly just like moon base. Huh. I yep. wonder if that was a market for them. It was like parents will buy Lego sets for their kids for whatever present profession they are so they had to make like you okay. know accountant and secretary yeah. and, and lone that rangers why, why your childhood was Barista. so uh, had so much uh, so much prostitute legos sure that was i couldn't say it to you riff I, <laughs> it was it your was half not, your mom is not half a uh, homemaker legos and half golfer golf golfer golfer, legos. Legos. Yeah. golfer <laughs> physicist Golf physicist? Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a... Your dad was a nuclear physicist. He was a nuclear physicist who uh, then coached golf and then ran the golf Coaching golf is not a thing. Coaching golf is no, totally a thing. No, it's not. You, there's no such thing as a golf coach. <laughs> Put me in I, the game, coach. The, the I got my five iron. Association would... The GCAA would beg to differ. <laughs> Their motto is, we're totally a real thing, you fucking assholes. <laughs> it's a really bitter newsletter. <clears throat> so I read an article the other day about this 12-year-old that like used some online tools to build some apps. And he's given a talk at some like hacker conference with his dad. And <clears throat> one of the apps that he's working on now is totally an app that I had an idea for. Which is just like a bar bet settler where you, like, instead of going to Google, you go to this bar bet settler app, type in what you want to be true, and then it <laughs> generates a fake uh, Wikipedia article with your fact embedded in it. And you can just be like, see, I told, like, this is totally true. And I'm like, great. I'm, I'm being like one up <clears throat> by a 12 year old. Here's here. what you do, though. What you do is you you get good at just reciting Wikipedia article style text, and then you oh, pull up your Siri, phone, you yeah. just load up the Wikipedia page for, uh, I don't know, Happy text Madison films or something, and then you just say, see, see, and then you flash it in their face, as long as it like, doesn't have a picture of, you know, Nicole Kidman or whatever. Right. Unless you're talking about Nicole Kidman. Okay, it's sure. Yeah, see? I see, told you see. she was dead. <laughs> Says right here, Nicole Kidman was, case closed. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been playing any video games? Riff, go. Uh, I played a little bit. I played a few minutes of the alpha version of Sir, You Are Being Hunted. Okay. It, what do you uh, think of that? It's, it, I, I thought it was really cool. And, uh, you know, was, I, I got into it emotionally very quickly. It's very uh, spooky and uh, tense. It's also very difficult. 
I, I have not. It, I have not really gotten the hang of how to deal with those robots yet. Because as soon as this is the one I where got spotted, you're being hunted by killed. a bunch of like British pro- proper British yes, robots out like on a hunt. British British aristocracy fox hunter type dudes, except they're robots. Okay, and they're they're hunting for you across the moors and and, and bogs. Do you, you don't have weapons. You start off like just sort of naked yeah you start out with like a ham sandwich and some rags to make bandages out of and that's okay and you can like when you find houses you can click on the door to see what the inventory of that house is which might be like a empty bottle you could throw to distract a guy or it might be like i don't know a dead rat which i'm not sure is useful at all (laughs) can you not can you not throw them to like create noise distractions and then like move away or something certain things you can like the bottles uh i'm not sure that i i I did not bother to pick up the rats it may be that they are bad food (laughs) there's a lot of food that i consumed and then discovered i probably should not have eaten that because my my food meter went down instead of up (laughs) it was not a hunger meter yeah it was a fullness meter. So, yeah, wow. so in like addition, to, in addition to having thing. to like deal with trying to survive these robots, you also have to eat and drink and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You, it's got a vitality. It's not really a meter. It's a counter that goes from one to one hundred. And so you've got vitality and you've got health. And uh, when you get hit, it removes health. And if you get hit badly, you can start bleeding out health until you bandage yourself. And the only way to regain health is to eat food until your vitality is at 100%, and vitality ticks down gradually all the time. And then while your vitality is 100%, you regenerate health. Wow. Do you... Are you looking for weapons to kill the robots, or are you, you just avoiding them? Yeah, apparently, you can find weapons, I assume, because I found some pistol bullets in a house. But the main... Um, the main I mean, maybe that's just for suicide. I saw it in the trailer. I saw somebody shooting a robot. So yeah. I assume the main it. task is there's on there's like five islands. It's a sort of a cross formation. So you've got like one central island and four other islands. And on the central island, there's a ring of standing stones. And your task is to find, I forget how many, like a dozen uh, of these special meteorite type stones that have been scattered around the five islands and bring them back to the, bring them all back to the standing stones so that you can look for them near the upset goat men. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was, it was kind of like that actually, because I, all the, um, the way it gives you to find the stones you're looking for is that, uh, they sort of, when they, when the standing stone formation or whatever burst, it scattered the pieces like meteorites and they all got very hot. So you can sort of see them glowing from a distance and you can see the smoke rising up over the horizon. But the, the one that I found uh, in my half hour or so of playing uh, had two robots standing around looking at it. <laughs> so oh, I, was, I was not able to figure out how to get them away from it and survive to get it. Also, what's interesting is that the uh, it, it has uh, inventory Tetris, and these shards are extremely large. They take up 
like more than half of your inventory to carry one. Wow, so you have to get get one, go back, take it back to the standing yeah. stones, and then... And you will probably have to dump most of the stuff you've picked up along the way to, to haul this thing back. Is there is the world the same every time? Is there permadeath? Uh, I don't know if... it. No, it's... Hmm. Permadeath might be an option. It might have a hardcore mode. I, I do not recall for certain. It generates... Um, it generates a new set of islands every time, or you have the option to generate a new set of islands every time. I believe you can save a set of islands if you want to start a game more quickly. Um, but yeah, it procedurally generates them, and I believe uh, you can save... Yeah, that's right. The only time you can save the game is at the central standing stones or at one of the boat docks that you use to get to one of the other islands. And then every hmm. time you die, it takes you back to the last save, hmm. which is potentially a fair amount of time. And is it does it cost something? Do you, are you just buying early access at this point? Is that yeah? I I got free access because I I kicked the Kickstarter, so I don't know how much it costs. But yeah, it's uh, Steam early access. <laughs> so Steam early access, I that is something that a bunch of things have started doing, and I like I don't I didn't hear about it as a program before these companies started using it. Is it something that is? a third entry point now into Steam. It's like not Greenlight, it's not the regular developer. I think a, the game has to get into it through one of the other ways. You don't you don't do it through Greenlight. It's it is totally separate through Green than Greenlight. Huh. Like a lot of people have been talking about yeah, yeah we short circuited the Greenlight process by getting into Steam early early access. Huh. <clears throat> so maybe this is just them well, like maybe this is Steam being like yeah, this early ex- this green light thing is is not working out as as well as we had hoped. So we're gonna have they greenlit like a hundred things today. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's that was uh, that was my first news item. When we get, we're gonna get to the news. Yeah, yeah stop going out of order, Riff. Gee, sorry. <laughs> what else you been playing? Um, that was about it of note. What What have you guys been playing? I spent a lot of today uh, playing a dark room. I guess I had I missed that when it sort of came out and made the the major rounds. Uh, yeah, I still hadn't heard about it until you mentioned it to me earlier today. It, is that a thing that it's a candy box like thing? Yeah, I mean it's in that same style. It's, it's more earnest. Yeah, it's not it's not like a joke, and it is. I don't know if you if you played Cookie Clicker or not, but it no. is way more complete of a game it's uh um, oh, that's right cookie, Co- cookie clicker was the one you guys are talking about that that was candy box without any of the actual adventuring yeah it's it's gotten a lot yeah it got slicker, a crazy visual overhaul and then like still between yesterday no and today systems. they added a bunch of achievements yeah, yeah. but there's still like just nothing huh. he says dungeons are coming yeah cookie cookie dungeons i don't know uh but a dark room is it is definitely worth checking out. It is. It has got some very solid game design, and it's apparently uh, pretty different from playthrough to playthrough. Because like Zach and I talked about our various playthroughs, and <clears throat> we had we both encountered different things out in the world. Um, you definitely need to stick with it for a little bit because there is at, at some point it will open up into a 
a bunch of additional sort of gameplay systems and that's when you that's when you really start playing it con- hmm. like all the time but there for the first you know half hour or whatever you might you might want to have some other task that you're trying to do but then after that you basically you're playing it continuously it's not it's not like candy box where you might put it down for an hour to like build up oh. a bunch of resources because there's is, there is, is no that point an, which is that an option Sort of like the most important resources are not ones that you can easily get by the automated systems. And also that you're limited pretty significantly on like how many dudes you can have in your town doing various things. And the resource management scheme is fairly tight. It's very, it's very tight. You can't sustainably do any one thing. Really? I mean, I guess you could. You could like make all of your guys produce a resource, and then you could just leave for a day. But you it's could. not. But really, like this game, you basically start playing it, and then like you play it for two hours maybe, and then you're done. Yeah. And that, I think I may. I think I might be played it for three, but I might be short. Short cutting. Sure. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making such an inaccurate statement, Kevin. I had to well, you might be better at it. Maybe you're just really fast. Maybe I am. Yeah, that's probably it. That sounds like me. Just really mastering a system. Um, uh, yeah, I, it was it was very satisfying. It's it's really well designed, uh, and I heartily recommend it. And it's, it's like open-worldy. It's open-worldy. It's, uh, it's also completely open source. He just released the source code on GitHub. But, I mean, the source code was always just view source. It, it was visible, but he's, like, like, literally, you can just download the source code on GitHub if you want. Yeah, but you could just save as... It's a JavaScript game. You can well, just but save there's, as. It, but it's got... There's more than just a single file. There's a handful of things okay. interacting and stuff. Like, if you didn't know how to do that, now you If you didn't you know how just, to use a web browser. Yes. Okay. Yes, you didn't know how to use a web browser. I guess you're right. Plus, now he gets uh, he gets to be the champion of the neckbeards. True. How about you, Zach? What have you been playing? Oh, you're done already? Yeah, that was just it. a dark. Wow, this isn't much of a this isn't much of a week for video games. I we worked a lot. I guess yeah. I worked a lot. It was crazy. Um, then I played a bunch of Spelunky. Yeah. Just daily challenges and a bunch of other you know non daily challenges. Um, Spelunky is real good. I learned things. I got to the haunted castle for the first time yesterday. What's the haunted castle? That's a secret level. Okay. Yeah. Are there and, ghosts? Uh, no. Well, there's eventually ghosts everywhere. Okay. In Spelunky, uh, there's a lot of vampires in it, and then there's like a black knight guy who runs off and then uh, sort of gets killed on his own while you're not there. Uh, in my experience. Okay. That's pretty cool. He drops a shield of some sort. I unlocked the Van Helsing character. Unlockable character. When it came out, I thought, oh, it's like an old version of the Spelunky guy. But, and uh, beyond that, just a bunch of Hearthstone. I think that I am allowed to talk about Hearthstone because you? there's like YouTube videos of people playing oh, wow. it in the beta. So, and, and, I looked, and they haven't burst into flame. No, they haven't. <laughs> I looked through the forums and Hearthstone is fucking great. I'm really enjoying it. It It is interesting to watch you play it like it seems like a fun pvp game that they have incentivized like actually competing in the pvp by having quests that you complete and stuff on a daily basis yeah so every day so like it basically to get a pack of five cards you either spend a dollar or uh a hundred gold and you get one gold per fight that you win which 
yeah, that's pretty rough. Does and it cost you anything if people you are pissed? No, it doesn't. Um, huh. And the forums are all. You should make it give you more gold. Maybe thirty. Like, Jesus Christ. Thirty. Mm. People are terrible. Um, but then every day there's a quest that you can do that gives you forty gold. And so basically, if you play oh, casually, okay. you go in, you play a couple games to just do, you know, to do the the daily stuff. You get a new pack of cards every three days, every two days. Um, and that's fine. And the cards are cool, and the game is fun, and the matchmaking seems pretty good. Like, you you can like you sort of level up classes. You unlock the basic decks for every class by playing. You can either you can either just play against people with these unleveled characters that just barely have any sort of class specific cards, mm-hmm. or you can play these practice games that go fast because they're against a sort of a stupid AI. Do you with a bad get any, deck. Do you gain anything from the? The AI games? You do. You get you you level up and leveling up to ten with each guy, which takes it takes maybe fifteen or twenty games okay. to level up to ten. You get experience even when you lose. Hmm. Um, but each of those levels you you unlock some cards that are part of the basic set of cards for that class, and so then you've just got like a sort of a basic set of verbs. What do you get in the card sets that you buy? You get the booster pack cards, which are just the more interesting cards. Are they more interesting? Like, so are these are these the uncommons and rares and magic? Are they are they more powerful or are they just sort of different? They are not straight up more powerful. They are they are for the most part just different. Like, there's there's a card in the basic set that is like this elemental gains plus one plus one for every card with overload that you play, and there are comparatively few cards with overload in the basic set. Okay, so getting shaman cards out of the packs means you're going to be more likely to be able to take advantage of that synergy. Okay. Like there I think there there might even be some keywords on cards that only show up in the in the packs that you buy or whatever. But um I don't know. I'm having a good time. It's you know coming off of Magic 2014 which I really enjoyed um but I mean that you know you're just playing against AI and it's like this fixed thing and if you can't beat it it's like I oh, can't beat it. But you could play Magic Online if you wanted to. I could if I wanted to spend a shitload of money getting. Can a you footing. not just do like a booster, pa- like a booster deck or well, a you star- might. starter deck and a couple booster packs and then you're done? Well, I mean you wouldn't be able to make much of a deck out so of it. That's that's interesting, right? Like so it's just not possible to make an interesting deck out of. Here, okay, is there no competitive framework online for people who want to play Magic virtually and only spend a couple bucks? Maybe there is. I don't know. Really? I've never looked at it because the Magic Online is so Byzantine because it has to support all of that crap that our listeners mm. have been talking about right. when they talk about how bad we are at Magic right. and how <laughs> Magic 2014 is a game for stupid babies like me. The description of something as like doing two players doing essentially the same actions and having different different outcomes based on the 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 very particular phases at which they did them yeah was incredibly dissatisfying to me yeah like there should never be a case when if you had waited 5 extra seconds a a completely different outcome would happen because the the first phase had ended and been resolved and now you're acting after that when it clearly what you wanted to do was act after that phase had been resolved that was the whole mm-hmm. point of right. what you were doing <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean there's there's the the notion that like in competitive play if you're trying to you know have fun 
that you will give your opponent the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. If somebody makes a real stupid move in chess, you're like, eh, I'm guessing that you didn't see this. Would you like to take that move back? And they'll say, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Right. Or they will say, no, I give up. Or I want to try and come back from this or, disadvantage. Yeah, no. like, or this is actually some sort of super complicated gambit yeah, that so I'm playing. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, like, I think that a lot of what goes on, at least to hear, to hear Mark Rosewater talk, a lot of what goes on at high-level magic play is a lot of bluffing, a lot of psychology. Bluffing? And How does that even work? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I take his word a lot, for it. A lot of, a lot of uh, professional magic players go on to like the pro poker circuit, I hear. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really understand. I mean, to me, the only decision that you make is, you know, do I cast this now or do I save it for later? Do I attack with these guys or not attack with these guys or attack with some of these guys? The the granularity with which you perform actions in Hearthstone, Hearthstone. is a lot coarser because you attack a thing with a thing, right? It's not like I'm attacking with these five guys and then you get to block. It's like you are. You get to choose your target. You, yeah, you and you chew through dudes real fast. They have persistent hit points. They do. Too. Yeah. So that's and that's uh, you know I mean that's just by virtue of it starting its life as a video game, right? Like you can just and keep is it that. is it a thing that they are starting as a video game or is it a thing that is going to live forever as a video game and not be a card? Oh, I can't imagine game. it's going to be a card game. But there are things that you just couldn't do. I don't think like there are cards that when you there are cards that when you cast them it also summons an additional monster so you would need like token a bunch of token shit for that and like hmm. you know you need a lot of hit point tracking which just wouldn't be and you know then you'd need to track like oh this guy has plus four to his attack and this guy's plus two to his hit points and like yeah, i just i don't think it would work they're also ceasing production on the warcraft card game are they yeah the expansion that just came out is the last one and i don't know you know i've never known anyone who played it the no. cards sold because of the loot scratch offs for WoW, and you know, I'm guessing that Hearthstone will have those. Well, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Right? Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, I guess that's yeah. a good point. You get you get stuff in WoW from playing StarCraft, so why wouldn't you get it from Hearthstone? Why won't you also get like a, yeah. a special StarCraft portrait from from playing Hearthstone? Yeah, and why wouldn't you get a special Hearthstone card from getting an achievement in, work, in World of Warcraft? Yeah, and stuff I like think that, it's. So. I think there's probably going to be a bunch of synergy there. Yeah, they've launched a new like a new BattleNet launcher is in beta with Hearthstone that is like just a universal launcher for all Blizzard games, which that seems pretty good. Cool. That seems like a, you know, it's like Steam. It's like their answer to Steam. <laughs> opposite end of the temperature spectrum. <laughs> um, it's like uh, fog. But I would say that I've been playing four or five games of Hearthstone a day and really enjoying it. <clears throat> you know, and the quests will be things like win two games as a rogue or whatever. And so it's like, oh, I guess I got to put together a rogue deck and see, you know, and maybe it takes four or five games to win two because I'm just using the baby rogue cards. But then you level up the rogue and you unlock some new cards while you're doing it. And it's like, they have a, they have a sealed deck kind of thing called the arena, which I think is really well done. It costs two bucks or maybe it's a buck. I don't actually, I think it might be two bucks or some amount of gold that's similar to two bucks. Um, and what it does is you get to choose from one of three classes. And so I, I don't know if you get some of their basic cards or not, but then you get 30, like it's a 30 card deck. So you get 30 opportunities to pick one of three cards that it presents to you at random. Mm -hmm. And then that's your deck. And you just play against people with that until you lose three times. 
and the more games you win, the better your reward is when it's all over. Hmm. And uh, the reward has always contained at least one pack of cards. So it's like sort of... What else does it contain? Uh, the gold and the crafting materials that you use. You can disenchant cards into this crafting dust and then use that to just make any card. Do they have Um, just a library that you can choose from? They do, yeah. You can can just look at... I don't... I haven't tried to make something that I didn't already have one of. I just used it to sort of like... I'm like, well, I got like a... There's also gold. Like, there's foil cards which actually have value in this system because they disenchant into a lot more of the crafting ingredient. So I was like, well, I'm never going to use this, right? Like, I don't, this, is, this is a common card, and it's just a gold one that, that is worth a bunch of this dust. So I'm just going to use this to make another copy of a thing that Does I want in my Does it look different when it is played? Uh, yeah, it's got a gold border, I think. So, like, theoretically, you could <clears throat> be playing against somebody who has just a, all their cards are foil. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you're like, damn, that guy spent a lot of money for this beta. Right. <laughs> and it's all going to get wiped and converted back into gold. It's weird. I mean, it it's it is fun enough that I don't feel like I'm going to get ripped off when they wipe characters and the advancement gets undone. I bought some decks because it there's some packs of cards because to me what you are buying when you buy a booster pack of trading cards is you are buying the experience of opening the pack mm-hmm. and seeing what you get and the fact that when the beta ends, they're crediting back all of that money as gold for the, so that you can buy the same amount of cards just means that if I buy it now, I get to do it twice like, <laughs> instead of just once. Yeah, so, so this is nice. just getting like double the amount of what I want out of this experience by, and I mean, plus you get like some, you get some like special card that you get to keep after the beta if you help them, quote, test the store. Right. What what they need though is like a little can of Febreze or something that smells the way cards do when you open a fresh pack. That you can that's, then spray that's part on your of the monitor. experience. Yeah, it would have to be triggered. It would have to be meted out by them. They can, because otherwise, you'd just sit there huffing it all the time. <laughs> I used to really enjoy chewing the bubble gum that came in the uh, magic packs. Uh huh. <clears throat> Did you guys ever buy baseball cards with bubble gum in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but, well, uh, I mean, I bought not, garbage not pail baseball cards. Yeah, garbage pail kids and that kind of thing. Okay. Star or, you know, Wars ET cards. cards or. Do you think that that was their like? They're like nobody's going to buy these unless we have some candy with them because these are bullshit. I always assumed that it was to get around some sort of gambling laws or something. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Or just tradition. Okay. I don't know. I'd, I'd buy tradition more. They figured the stick of gum was a better alternative to the pack of cigarettes that it originated with. Oh, yeah, okay. There were trading cards and packs of cigarettes? Yeah, there were cigarette cards. That's, that's a thing. Huh. There was camel cash. Yeah, not just camel cash. That's, that's my introduction to, mm-hmm. to stuff. For not, not because I had smoked, but because I had friends that smoked. I did. I smoked a lot of camels. And... Uh, did you ever trade in for a leather cash? Jacket? I never traded it in for anything. Huh. My dad ended up getting a Zippo from his uh, cigar cigar company, <laughs> sending in cigar proofs of purchase. And then once he uh, once he had a cigar that had a human hair running all the way through it, uh, and so he uh, mailed uh. it back to them. And then they sent him a whole case of cigars. It was just this huge box. Of, they're like, "Oh fuck, sorry, that's gross." <laughs> Here, have a hundred more hairs. I, uh, <laughs> I suddenly feel like I've told this story on the podcast before, so never mind. 
Anything else besides Splunky and Hearthstone? No. Okay, then. What's in the news? Well, as Rick mentioned, uh, Steam <clears throat> greenlit 100 new games today. Um, I went to their announcement, and I was like, oh, I'll click on this list of, of the games to see what was greenlit, and let it try to load for half an hour, and just nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Zach is taking a break, which is cool. Um <clears throat> Did you, by any chance, Riff, did you happen to see uh, what was greenlit at all? No, I saw, like, a very sh- small list of, like, half a dozen things, but I don't remember what any of them were. I wonder if they just took the top 100 or if they still curated it beyond that. Cause I don't know. Their, their sort of developer side tools always tell you how close you are to the top 100, and them actually greenlighting 100 games seems like... Maybe they just took the top 100 took, yeah, in terms that of could votes. Be. Um, it, that would seem like a sensible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they called it a stress test of their system from, the, from like the developer's standpoint. So I wonder if that is a real thing or, or what. I don't, I, I'm not, like, it is so opaque as to what they are doing in terms of green lighting stuff that I wonder. Because that, like... Uh, that viscera cleanup game got greenlit mm-hmm. within like five days of getting on green light and other games sit there for months and don't necessarily get any recognition. So I'm, I wonder how that works. Yeah. I don't think there is an answer to how it works. I think it's in the process of figuring out how it works. Sure. Um, let's see here. There were a bunch of, uh, Nintendo related announcements, uh, in the past couple of days. Uh, the, Today they announced the 2DS, which <laughs> sounds kind of like an Onion article about. It does about yeah. <laughs> so when I first saw it, I was trying to remember if it was April Fool's Day or not. But um, yeah, looking it, at it, it, it seems like a real thing. Sure, I mean, it's like it is like definitely a, a real thing. But I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean a lot of. The internet is just full of like assholes snarking yeah. about how there's no point in this thing. But I was like. You know, I would have bought this instead of my 3DS mm-hmm. if I had had the option at the time. And I considered buying one anyway because I was like, you know, if this has the same screen size as the 3DS XL, I would it rather does, have it's this. It's the regular, than the, yeah. Yeah, which sucks. Oh, it's not the XL size? No, it's no. not. That sucks. It, it's, reason, it's just about as big as the, as the regular DS opened up. Uh, I need to try this on, and I think I'm just going to have to like spend a couple bucks on the eShop on Emily's 3DS XL. Um, there is that like sort of keyboard shortcut thing that you can do to launch virtual console games at native resolution. Oh, right. And mm. it's they're too small. Like a Game Boy game is way too small because there's not enough screen real estate to double it. But when when I launched uh, Link's Awakening in my emulator, it was a postage stamp on my screen. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But uh, I've been playing it fucking blurry, goddamn oh. SAS interpolation or whatever shit it does, Sorry. where everything looks like a gross color puddle. It's, <laughs> it's really that might point. actually be for the best because l- playing it super large, you see like how bad some of the pixel art is. In, We're getting ahead of ourselves. Getting ahead of ourselves. I think the 2DS <laughs> looks great. Like yeah, I, I mean, 
I find when, the 3DS incredibly uncomfortable to use, and so anything that makes that easier. I don't when, play when you with take my into 3D. account that they're they're one hundred percent marketing this to five and six year olds. It's well, it's it's meant to be kids, kids first portable. I and it makes a lot of sense in that regard. I never played my DS with the screen open flat, mm-hmm. so that would be one way in which I'm not particularly excited about this. I always had it at an angle. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, and I don't have a 3DS yet. I think I will probably get a 3DS and play most games with the 3D with the 3D off, which seems yeah, no, fine. I, fucking the only time I ever have the 3D on is either if I hit the button by accident, and then I'm like, why is this gross? Why does everything like look like a fucking <laughs> I, half? I love ghost? the 3D if it's a if it's a game that uses it well and and it looks clear and good rather than being blurry and ghosty. The other problem but, uh, is that you can't. Just fold it and put it in your pocket, and then walk around a convention and get all your street pass yeah, stuff. Yeah, but my theory on that is that it's—I mean, because it's because their target market is five and six-year-olds. I mean, it doesn't have a hinge because it, that makes it cheaper, and kids break hinges, and they're going to put it in their backpack or in mom's purse. So okay. you don't really need that, you know. And and same same thing with it not having stereo speakers it it doesn't need stereo speakers because lack of stereo makes it cheaper and mom's gonna tell the kids kid to can't plug differentiate their in between left anyway. and right anyway yeah, yeah yeah they haven't learned that yet all children are stereo blind now it comes from uh you know you used to be able to like put a set of headphones on a pregnant woman's belly uh, to, to introduce your kid to Mozart but uh-huh. now with earbuds they just have to sort of be inserted and so all that sound is coming from the same place so from the belly button yeah kids don't oh, learn huh. kids don't learn stereo <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, I, I'm not going to continue this train of thought <laughs> they uh, they also cut the well they announced a future cut in the uh, Wii U deluxe price yeah um, from 350 bucks to 300 dollars which is Coinciding both with the fact that sales dropped of the of the Wii U over the past quarter or whatever, and the launch of the PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, so that it's going to be like a five hundred, four hundred, three hundred dollar question when you go to the store to decide what you want to buy. They've um, they're they're doing the bundle with the uh, remastered Wind Waker HD, oh, which. Right looks pretty nice i i'm almost but not quite there they need like one one or two more games i want and and they'll have me but i mean have they changed the game the the fundamental game aspects where you're just sailing they they did they uh the the part of wind waker where you're sailing around looking for the triforces uh instead of having to sail to get eight of them Five of them are on land now, and you only need to sail for three of them. Huh, okay. And also, there's a there's a sail that you get early on that makes your boat much faster and lets you ignore the direction of the wind. Huh. So they've they've made the the sailing part of it much nicer. Interesting. And I've uh, always loved the the graphical style in Wind Waker. So an HD yeah, version of that is right up my alley. Enough game, you get to that thing where it's like, all right, go to these sixteen random points to do these things, and then go to these other sixteen random points to do these things, and then, yeah, hey, is it's that like much different than dungeons, any Zelda game? I mean, they all have that, right? No, they don't. It because the 
Well, maybe maybe I'm not understanding what you're complaining about. Riff, I'm not even going to talk to you about this. If you don't if you don't get what the difference is between the fucking Wind Waker and other Zelda games that were actually finished, Miyamoto apologized for the Wind Waker. Wow. He was like, oh, yeah, sorry, this game fucking sucked. Also, why are all these frogs in my pocket all the time? Um, but no, it, it, that whole last section of The Wind Waker, instead of, like, where three more dungeons should have been, it was just like, okay, now go find these eight maps that are scattered all over everywhere, and each of those maps leads to, like, a cave with this one thing in it that are also scattered all over everywhere. And it was just... It was so tedious and so, you know, it was like if it was like if instead of the last three dungeons in A Link to the Past, it had been like, okay, now go get eighteen uh, pieces of heart that are just hidden in these various places. Well, that's, did they tell you the, where they? That's were the hidden, part or? that they've that they've uh, redesigned. Apparently, so well, cool. Still not going to buy a Wii U. <laughs> I'm going to wait for you to buy one, and then I will go never play it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna take, I don't know, it's maybe the new Zelda and a Metroid or something like that before I actually get one. But that bundle does look nice. The uh, A Link Between Worlds uh, is set to release on November twenty second, which yeah. looks like it might be interesting. It's like a, supposed to be a successor to Link to the Past. Yeah, direct sequel. So I think it's it's, got, it's actually got most of the same world map too yeah it's got a light world and a dark world and and a dark uh, triforce like... Ooh, that's exciting yeah. Riff, have you been continuing to play uh dream team dream team the oh Mario uh right um a, a bit um not like i don't know every now and then i'll sit down and play the next area uh, it's it's uh, I really enjoy it when I'm playing it, but I also find it really easy to put down. So I don't I don't know I don't know what my feelings are. I gave up on it because of the amount of just cutscene tutorializing bullshit between every fight. Hmm. That like I'm not even I'm not even like two hours into it, and I was just like I can't stand this anymore. Like I can't huh. stand not being allowed to like move around in this world and fight stuff and play a fucking video game because I'm watching these stupid conversations that I would just find myself tuning out. No, I, I uh, did not notice any particular problem in that regard. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah, but I'm I mean, just you like sensitive. You like visual novels. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Why did Gone Home not bother me? Because it was over in two hours. It was all audio instead of having to nah, read. It was a lot of yeah, you got to read stuff. We gotta believe. Rick didn't have any audio at all. He even turned off the music. God, he's like, I hate you, Chris. No, you. I didn't turn off the music. That would have been awful. I don't think that was an option. Well, I mean, there's always the turn down the volume on your speakers option. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. Turn turn off the sound on Gone Home and just play Space Asshole on a loop. Turn turn off the sound on everything using a hat pin. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, Layton 7 was announced. Uh, it's going to be released on 3DS, iOS, and Android. Yeah. I didn't I have realize not, that there were six other Laytons at this point. I, I, I don't know if it's... Is it... Is it Because I think it... The thing I saw about it, the person talking about it did not know if that meant it was the seventh Layton game or if it was referring to the seven characters that they had shown off for it. 
I don't know. So I, I, I'm guessing that they're, it's the seventh Leighton game, but they might also be counting the Leighton uh, Phoenix Wright game as oh, number six. And maybe that Leighton Brothers thing that came out. Yeah. There were only one and a half Professor Leighton games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one apparently is totally different. It's apparently more of an RPG puzzle game where you control a bunch of different characters in like an, an actual 3D rendered world. Yeah, which uh, doesn't sound awesome to me because it was never the, traver- the world traversal that was exciting about Leighton. It was the the puzzles. They could have probably just gotten rid of the world traversal and all the like pixel hunt yeah. type stuff. I mean, it may uh, not even be the better. same kind of puzzles. Oh, that's it, a good point. it may be it may be like an entire like another entirely different thing. The way Leighton Brothers is, it's just a bunch of word finds. Yeah. Seven-letter word finds. It's, an, it's like yeah. an RPG. It's like it's like Puzzle Quest, except word finds instead of match three. Huh. All right, guys, I've got it. Our yeah. next horrible. I think I think you just idea. figured out the next word realms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of fun. Like no, like Boggle. Fucking word realms are word finds. Fucking word realms is not fun. Word finds are not fun. They're just like a task that you perform. Mm. I bet we if could think of a way to make them fun. Yeah, if there's something more going on. Like if there's a goblin, one of the letters yeah. is a goblin, <laughs> and you have to kill it to see what letter he stole. Uh, a match three where you swap the position of two letters to make it into a word find. You have to, to make it into a word. You have to play match three to solve to to get the word find to to reveal the word find that you then have to solve. Yeah, and then the the words that you find in the word find are the clues to a crossword. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Which are in them in and of themselves clues to a cryptic crossword. Uh, no, because I don't know how to make those. <laughs> All those other things I know how to do. This assignment. Link's yep, Awakening. Awakening. <clears throat> this is both one of the best and one of the worst things. Yep. Hmm. I would agree with that. It, There's... It, it was one of my favorite Game Boy games growing up, but playing it again, and I remember this from the last time I was I tried playing it when it came out on the eShop, it is having to hit start every 10 seconds to swap your items in and out is the worst thing. I don't know. Is that the worst thing, Riff, or is the worst thing accidentally running up against a rock for the 55th time? And being told that you can't pick it up because oh. <laughs> with your bare hands. Yeah. Like, okay. Hmm. Hmm. So no, I think mine is the worst thing, and yours is the second worst thing. Huh. The, like the fact that this game was a Game Boy game is astonishing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is ten times as complicated in terms of as systems a, as a and interaction game. as a regular NES game, much yeah. less a fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Uh, it, in a way, though, like I feel as though th- this is, this is the notes that I took. Low tile resolution means all the traversal puzzles take up multiple screens, which makes them much harder than typical Zelda overworld navigation. Which what do you mean traversal puzzles? Like the so I I had this other thought which I wrote down. If you drew, if you took a map, if you made a map of like a Metroid game, mm-hmm. and you color coded the areas of the map by what objects you needed in order to get to them, 
Mm-hmm. Most of them would be blobs of color with occasional little nodules of color jutting off the side of them with optional power-ups. Mm-hmm. But if you did that for this game, it would be this crazy weird mess of colored tentacles running parallel to each other, all of which crossed multiple screens. Like the the fact that a screen is only like, you know, whatever, like 12 by 8 mm-hmm. or 12 by 10 or however many you know, units of, of grid on the map means that any anything where it's like, oh, how do I get there? Or you're, you're meant to be able to see this but not necessarily get to it right away. Mm-hmm. Like, it requires these traversals across multiple screens, which then suddenly requires you to, like, be keeping track of things that you... It's like that psychological principle where going through a door makes you forget things, right? Okay. Like... If you don't go through a doorway between the living room and the kitchen, you're more you're less likely to get to the kitchen and think, "Oh, what the fuck did I come in here for?" Because there is something about going through Context a door changing. that like resets your mode okay. for what you're doing. And I think that screen transitions, for me at least, trigger that. Hmm. And I don't like the overworld map in this game. You know, it's just like a grid, but it is useless for actually getting from any one place to any sure, other place. Because yeah. each individual screen is often two or three distinct areas, right? That you yeah. may or may not have access to. And I think that what, part of the reason that I never was able to get through this on a regular Game Boy before was that with no color, it is even worse because there's not even like differentiation between like you know the top half of the map and the bottom half of the map will look different, but if they're not in color, if they're not different colors, it is not at all clear that they are like sort of two different regions. regions. Yeah. Right? You can't can't tell the difference between the mountain areas and the plains areas. And the other thing is that like a cave that exists just to have a heart container in it is the exact same size as a cave that exists to be a huge transition between two parts of the overworld or whatever. Like a cave is the same size as a forest because they are just X number of screens. Whereas huh. in A Link to the Past, which I mean this came out after A Link to the Past, right? Like that and it was very obviously informed by that and is like a miniature version of that. But in A Link to the Past, like the 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 a forest in a link to the past was big and sprawling and it scrolled as you moved and it went around and then when you went into a cave inside the forest it was contained and it was small and you knew this is a thing that is probably not important right this is a thing that probably just has some optional thing in it because it is small in scope and because of the resolution of the map elements in this game everything has basically the same scope a forest is four screens a cave is four screens and it's it loses the sense of like region that lets you know that you're in a different and importantly different part of the world hmm. i mean they give you those sort of title cards when you enter the actual eight instrument dungeon sure But maybe the the ones that give you heart containers are equally important to the ones that traverse regions. Well, they're not, though. Why not? Because you don't have to go to them to win. You don't have to go to them to make progress. But you can often get to a place multiple ways. Mm. 
Maybe not the first time, but after Yeah, I that. mean, you eventually can get to a place multiple ways because of all the just weird little, like, I know we're going to put a hole here so that you, you know, you have to jump across it, or you can go through this place where there's a couple of rocks or whatever, but... Right. The number of times that a fucking single screen requires you to use three or four different sub-weapon yeah. types yeah. is just, like, yeah. ugh, God, It just gets... Like, and it gets worse and worse, like, yeah. as you develop... Get more and more verbs to use on each screen, like... I would not have been able to play this game at all without consulting a walkthrough at this point. Like I just, I mean, maybe as I got a kid, once. maybe as a kid with infinite patience, I would have been able to put up with this, but I got, I got so comprehensively stuck in bottle grotto. Like yeah, that dungeon, that's where I got that stuck. dungeon Jesus fucking Christ. sucks. I don't remember it. What, what number the, dungeon is it? That's the number two. Number two. Okay. Cause what, what I did was I loaded up my old save file, which uh, was just after dungeon three and ran around until I figured out how to get into Dungeon 4, and then I played Dungeon 4. So I've played through Dungeon 4 at this point. I, would, I very much want to beat this game, because I don't want to have to do this again. <laughs> like, it is a game that I want to have played, but, but I am just, I am like, I just have a tab open on my phone with the fucking walkthrough of the game, because fuck trying to figure out where the fuck to go. I, I mean, I am in tra- I'm enjoying trying to figure out things as I go along, but I was stuck in bottle grotto for maybe half an hour an hour and i was like i have tried everything that i can possibly think of and you basically i was stuck with one particular problem which was that i assumed that there were just these invincible opponents and zach had to say you can kill those right now and i was like what are you talking about those fucking guys that walk around with you they're like shy guy yeah the mirror are always in rooms with fucking pots which leads you to believe oh once i get the thing that i obviously am getting in this dungeon which lets me pick up pots i will be able to kill these guys yeah but you can do a stupid fucking trick to kill them before you do that and you have to do it because that like there can i get the key otherwise you cannot get and a lot of the time a lot of the time you would try it and it doesn't fucking work yeah, what right? trick you are you talking about? Just, you have to lure them up behind you and do a spin attack yeah. with oh, the sword. Yeah. You, have to, yeah. you have to charge up the sword facing away from them and then back up because you can hold the sword out and hmm. then release the thing, release the attack, and it will kill them because they are close to you. If you do a spin attack in like while you're facing them, it doesn't do anything because they're immune to attacks from the front. But the, and there is no indication. There's no hint that none of the owl stuff. You don't, you don't even have the beat because so you can't even get the hints at that point. Yeah. Ah, it was, was super, super frustrating. So I also wrote down that the, I like the owl beaks. I like that there is another layer to that like Zelda sort of compass map system right. that yeah. exists just to provide clues. But the problem is that they then just put in these bullshit things that you would never, ever be able to figure out without the fucking owl telling you. <laughs> well, like that one room where there are three enemies, oh, and yeah. in order to get the key, you have to kill the three enemies in a specific order. Like, fuck that puzzle. Also, fuck the guy that put that puzzle in a fucking solve, video you game. You have to solve a lot of the rooms with the owl beaks in them before you get the owl beaks, which I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So it becomes like I'm remembering where these things were. And yeah. some of them are just flavor. And some, and of, some them of them are... tell you how to solve the puzzle that you already had to solve in order to get the freaking owl beak. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me what I did. Yeah. yeah just a little high five. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> From red to blue, all must goo. <laughs> God, I found that statue that said, it starts with sea bears foam, sleep bears dreams, but I read it as sea bears, like bears from the sea foam, and then it was like, okay, 
And then sleep bears dreams. I was like, wait, you don't have subject verb agreement there. Like <laughs> sleep bears dream. Also, what the fuck are you talking about? Statue. And I was like, oh, this oh, is sleep bear. bears. Yeah. Phone. Okay. Sleep I got bears dreams. Oh like, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't like, get that at all. I was excited because I was like, no, I'm gonna fight some sea bears. That sounds great. What do you what do you think about the like Mario enemy cameos in this thing? I, I mean I think they they go beyond cameo right like they are full on co stars. <laughs> yeah, you find so many of them. There's I, fish is, and that fucking flying Goomba with the bombs that I hate so badly. Oh, is that a Goomba? Well, it yeah. looks like one. I don't know if that, it is or not. So so those enemies to me betray some cracks in the like I don't think that those things are flying in any meaningful way. Because, really? yeah, I think that they're just a monster, and then there's a monster below them that is their shadow, right? Huh. And sometimes they throw bombs from where they are to their shadow, because if you intersect with the sprite, you hit them. You can't, like, run... You can run under them, but not from, like, north to south. You can only run under them from east to west. Huh. And so it's not... Okay, I that's think weird. I think that's fake flying. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. I, they, again, they, they constantly run away from game. Me. Yeah, Say Game what? Boy. This is a so, Game yeah. Boy game. Yeah. Did you guys do? The, did you guys go to the, uh, the color, color the color dungeon? I did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I'm still wearing I, the green. So while I appreciate that now I have more firepower all the time, I don't really like the fact that all of my hits now knock all the enemies back because it makes it that much harder to collect the shit that they drop. Yeah. That's like that. I wish I could just kill them where they stand, because that's. That was an unintended and kind of frustrating thing. Yeah, I mean, I think they just hooked into a system that already existed, right. you know, which was to just give you the power up all the time without the annoying music. <sighs> yeah. Just that whole thing where it just tells you every time you get an acorn, you got a power yeah. acorn. It was just yeah. like, God damn it. Yep. And maybe they could remember that this is the first time you played it today? They were probably out of memory because this is a Game Boy game. <laughs> It, eh, it, like, yeah, nuts. it is so impressive, and there are so many good things about it, and the dialogue is actually pretty funny. Yep, which mm-hmm. is the first time. Well, sure, yeah. It that's surprising though for uh, a localization of that era. Sure, um, I'm just a kid. Yeah, and it's also like it. There's there's the, the the bucket mouse. Do you ever do you ever find the bucket mouse? I don't know what that means. Is that a real thing? It's so if you go to. Like there's, you go to that guy's house who is on the other end of the phone right. all the time. But if you pick up the phone in his house, uh-huh. you talk to the bucket mouse. Right. Oh. And I, the, what is a bucket mouse? I don't know. <laughs> um. It like somebody in the forums was talking about how it a lot of the weird things that people say like hints at the twist and. I don't know if like the twist is that this is all a dream or that the twist is that some I don't know. There's that one guy that it, the the kid that is bewildered by a question that starts oh, like, with where, the word when. Did when? You get to this island? Yeah, yeah, like what do you mean when? What does that word even mean? Right. Um, yeah, I'm. So, yeah, you know, know I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to the big reveal. I, I managed to not get it spoiled. Uh, I, for I don't me. know anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. Um, <clears throat> I don't, you know. I'm okay with just going through it with a walkthrough. 
I have been, so I haven't been using a walkthrough. Every time I get a new power-up, I go back to the beginning and I walk through all of the areas that I've been and see where what new areas I can unlock. And that has been remarkably unsatisfying because like I got bombs and I was like, well, first of all, getting bombs by just happening to go back to the shop and be like, oh, totally different inventory now. What the fuck? That was kind of dissatisfying. Did they not always have bombs? No. The first time you go to the shop, he sells three things. A one shovel, of which is a the heart. shovel, heart, and something else. I think it was shovel, heart, and bombs. It was not bombs. Oh. Bombs is, a, is now a fourth item, mm-hmm. and, the, and the shovel was replaced with a bow. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what the f-? Like, that, like, ah. Like, there, there are other Zelda games where the shop inventory just changes without any kind of warning. Yeah. And you have to, if you haven't needed anything from the fucking shop then you haven't gone back and looked yeah um, that's not uncommon that's like that happens with the uh the the mega bomb in uh yes that's exactly what i was thinking to the of. past yeah yeah that oh i think that's the bucket mouse who, <laughs> who runs that shop um yeah you know i remember suddenly thinking about this i remember how blown away i was by the bombs <laughs> <laughs> the shops in the legend of zelda i'm like whoa it's a shop you're like collecting money out in the world <laughs> and then there are these guys who sell you things for that money instead of this just being like an atari game where when you pick up one thing you have to drop this other thing and everything just looks like a <laughs> rectangle like you were thinking about things pretty critically for a kid well, I don't know that I was thinking about this then. I'm I'm evaluating my feelings and probably okay. attributing a certain a certain uh, measure of thought to it that I wasn't actually doing at the time. Okay. But you know, I remember also liking Deadly Towers, which is heralded as one of the worst video games ever. It was like a game that they did on abject suffering, like a, that was inflicted yeah, on them as yeah. a punishment. I fucking beat that game when I was a kid. Like huh. it was one of like ten Nintendo games that I had. Um, and I recognize that it's a fucking bad game, but, like, it was fun at the time. But it was, like... You know, I also remember, like, running into... I think the first time I ran into a shop in a video game was probably playing Black Tiger, which is a... That Black Tiger is, I think, Ernest Cline's favorite video game, also, the, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote Ready Player One, because he, mm-hmm. he has talked about that. It is an astonishingly advanced game for when it came out. Like, it looks really, really nice, and the the gameplay is, is cool, and there's a lot of upgrades and stuff, and then you go into a shop and buy stuff with Zenny coins, and uh, this, they don't have any excuse, right? Because this game came out pretty late. Hmm. And so, for it to just, like, what does trigger the bombs showing up in that shop? I think it is just you having completed Dungeon 1 or Dungeon okay, 2 also, or something. Okay, what... There is, there are monsters that drop spears when you kill them. Well, they're arrows. Are they? Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have the bow, doesn't it just doesn't doesn't do anything? Doesn't yep. give it to you? It yep. just that is fucked up. Yep. Why? I don't know. Super super annoying. Like why do why do no enemies drop bombs? I don't remember how you get bombs in the first Legend of Zelda. I want to say that maybe they can drop off of enemies before. Yeah, you've I ever think enemies them. do. But if you don't have the bag, can you actually carry them? You don't have a bag. There's no bomb bag. There isn't? Not in yeah. the first Legend of Zelda, no. Okay. You can buy them in a store. The, that, that place you go where 
<clears throat> you throw some magic powder in the well, and he's like, well, I'm going to curse you so that you have to carry twice as much magic powder. Yeah, it's like a running gag. <laughs> that, that guy appeared in A Link to the Past. Oh, did he? Also, I yeah. I remember him. And he's always cursing you. He's always cursing you with the Ability burden carry of carrying more, more stuff. Um, you know, it's like a running Zelda joke. Like, I'm just a kid. Sure. Or that guy with the snot bubbling out of his face on Outset Island. Do they, in the Wind Waker HD, do they, like, totally bump map the snot bouncing in and out of that kid's nostril? Because that's all I want. I, like, this game is a monumental achievement. It's, it's really, like, except for there a couple so of much to it. problems, it's, like, really great. Yeah. And, I mean, yep. you get the sense that they understood what a compromise the, like, subscreen thing was. Yeah. You know, I just what I wish is that somebody would make sort of, you know, like they they reported it in 1998, which was a long time ago, but it wasn't like for fucking ever ago. Like, I'm sure the guys that did that are still alive. <laughs> like, why don't they make a D? I would pay twenty dollars for a DS port of it that let mm-hmm. you map four keys and just wh- yeah. maybe one of them just alternated between things with the left and right triggers. Hmm. Um. I would pay $20 for that. 20 cold, hard American dollars. That pays for 20 minutes of developer time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they did a remake of that in the style of how uh, Metroid Zero Mission was a remake of the first Metroid. Oh, yeah, okay. So here's a question. <clears throat> why, do they, why do you think, as developers, they chose to have things like the power bracelet be equipable instead of just always on? Like, I I was trying to explain. This Whereas the to, flippers are always on instead of having to be equipped. Yeah, like you like, have you have to equip the boots, but you don't have to equip the flippers. Kind of. Well, thing. being in the water is a is a state change in mm-hmm. the same way that standing next to a pot is not in okay. a link to the past. Okay. Well, but weren't you, you using the, the sword button to pick up? Did you did just hit the sword button to pick up a pot in a link to the past? Right. It wasn't a different so. button. Or was it a different button? I don't remember. But I mean, I I remember that you didn't have to freaking equip it. There must have been. There must have been like, again, the like low resolution of the screen. If you used the sword button to pick up a pot, I feel like you would probably constantly be accidentally picking up pots instead of attacking things. And (sighs) they probably just didn't want that, right? Like. But inst- so instead, every time you bump up into a pot, they give you the message that says you can't pick this up. Yeah, you learn not to do that all that often. I mean, you still do it all the fucking time because that sucks. Also, that was a that was an effort to make the game friendlier for the for the color, color version revamp, yeah, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, so jumping clearly needs to be actuated. I don't feel like being strong needs that same kind of actuation yeah there are two buttons you know like you're not going to use your shield into a pot so use the second button that isn't a sword I guess the fact that you can equip either the sword into either button is yeah. a little weird but well and it's because of that bullshit where you need to use the dash boots and the, and jump, the jump thing, thing. like yeah. ah, ah. yeah <laughs> I and never would have figured that out I never would have tried that oh I, I figured it out when I was like, there's got to be some way to get across this gap of three things. 
And I was like, if I run, I just fall in sometimes. That dream shrine was interesting because you can go in there and you can totally solve it without the dash boots. It's trivial without the dash boots, but you get to the end and there is there are two treasure chests and you can get one of them. Oh, yeah, but you, you need, need the to dash one boots. Of the you ends. get the dash boots to get to the other one. Yeah, yeah. And I had forgotten about it. And the fact that that is like a critical plot important thing that this is like some old school KOL bullshit where <laughs> the next step in the thing that you know you need to accomplish is has nothing to do with fucking anything. Like that's the reason I've been going back every time I get a yeah. new power up and just trying to hit everything. But what I was saying was this that a lot of them are dissatisfying me. because you like you get into them and you're like, "Oh, well now I need yet another power up yeah. to get even further." Yeah. And uh, this game would have kept me busy for a year as a kid. <laughs> well, I mean that's great though, right? Yeah, like, well, I mean, it was great for 1988 me sure although this came out in like 93 did it or something so <laughs> no i was that's playing star control 2 by that point i was, I was playing think, star control 1 like i enjoyed the shit out of my game boy but i put it down some day and then just never picked it up again and i and i'm trying to remember like what that was like what happened that caused me to transition from the game boy to whatever replaced it i think it was the pc but I don't know specifically what what changed because I didn't really have much in the way of of consoles. It was always friends that had the consoles when I was growing up. I mean, I remember playing my Game Boy a lot when I was a kid in Illinois. So prior to my freshman year of college, I mean, you know, I would like trade games with neighborhood kids and stuff. Is how I played most of what I played because I only owned six Game Boy games. I guess still have them all. It's all in a box in my. I sold all my Game Boy games and Atari mm-hmm. games, and I sold stuff. my Atari and all my games, and I regret that. But I still have everything else. I still have my original Nintendo and Super NES. And Game Boy is all fucked up, though. It's just got a bunch of missing rows of pixels, uh, missing yeah, columns, missing, of pixels, missing And I guess there's yeah. a way to fix that. Oh, um, but I'm probably not going to. It's so much. It's so much nicer to play it on an emulator. Right. Mm-hmm. The 3DS, they're save state thing is like I've gotten used to it but man is it cumbersome I don't know if there were just some like weird UI guidelines that they were forced to follow (laughs) whoever designed that but like and I mean I guess maybe I get that you wouldn't want to like give me the option to just map it to shoulder buttons save and load to shoulder buttons that would be nice you know Hmm. yeah it always it also feels like I hate the start button on the 3DS. Like, it's just one of those weird, like, non-buttons, like, yeah. so people don't pour beer oh, into those, those ATM. Those flat, yeah, that was, that's one of the, to my mind, one of the huge selling points of the, the, 3D, the 3DS XL is that those are real buttons. Yeah. Well, so our assignment for next week is continuing to be uh, right. Link's Awakening, because I really do want to cool. beat this. I hope that I hope that any of us actually do. You're going to PAX. Yeah. Not that... Uh, this might be published in time for this to be pertinent. Um, you know, I bet, it, I bet it will be. I'm going to have a lot of time to just be sitting around... Without me. Smoking pot and not <laughs> accomplishing anything. I, uh, and I, that's when I tend to do a lot of my editing. <laughs> I, um, I have a... Uh, I'll be on a panel on Sunday at 5 p.m. in the Unicorn Theater. Hmm. Magical. It'll be great. Yeah. What's, your, what's the panel about? Uh, how to fuck up your Kickstarter. Is, is it really how to fuck up your Kickstarter? No, it's not how to fuck up your Kickstarter. Is it how to dick up your 
It's like, I think that the official title is Kickstarter Trials. No, that would trials. be offensive. It's how to Jew up your Kickstarter. Kickstarter Trials and Tribulations. Okay. Um, or something like that. It was, uh, it was nice of, of our, uh, our boy Cindy to, to no, in the, in, the, in the, you know, homeboy sense. Sure, sure. Uh, to, uh, to, to hook you up with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. You get to go to PAX. This is your first PAX. It is my first PAX. Yeah. It might be my only PAX. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited because I, I mean I'm also going to be hanging out at the Indian Mega Booth and it helping out down there. Packs. Yeah, cool. And um, there are a bunch of people that I know in town for that, so that'll be fun to see them. So you're gonna do some networking. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna interface with their ports. Yeah, have a Pax Romance, uh, Pax Romana, Romance. Yeah, Pax Romana. Pa- <laughs> uh. Pax Romance Demos. It was the Pax Americana, where you bombed Syria a bunch or something? I guess. Oh, did that? I was I was watching all the twerking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't see it. You couldn't see all the. Yeah, I couldn't see past it. Yeah. I'm really tired of the internet. Yeah. Everybody's mad about everything all the fucking time. Just ignore it. Look for yeah. the good stuff. That, how? Where do you find the good stuff? It's in there. Is it? Yeah. Metafilter. No. No. Twitter. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff on Twitter. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff on Twitter too. Yeah, but you ignore that. How? I think I just have like a like some sort of like band pass filter on my brain where it's like, oh, this is somebody who's being negative. I'm just not gonna read the last half of their sentence. Oh. Wow, <laughs> no, I can it's like a scab for me. You it's wanna like, pick it off? I'm not gonna not pick this. Okay. I'm only human, after all. Are you? Well, gentlemen, I've had a I've had a good time recording episode number 123 of the Video Games Hot Dog Podcast with you. Yes, indeed. One, two, three. And I hope it's been tolerable for you as well. Mm-hmm. And for you, the listeners. <laughs> Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a, a, some listeners' feedback, some listeners' mail, how would they go about doing that? Well, uh, they could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com. Or they could uh, check us out on the forums, which you can get to via our website, videogameshotdog.com and you know what else you should do you should go to iTunes and you should give us a rating you should uh, give us a review oh, yeah. you should do uh, any number of the things that you can do to us on iTunes you should call your friends yeah. who work at, at Apple particularly on iTunes and be like why yeah. is this podcast not in the top thousand podcasts even though they have more listeners than some podcasts that are up there doesn't make any sense yeah, we don't know I think it's they yeah. don't like us Maybe maybe hot dog is a uh, is like a keyword that they have been like oh we're never gonna yeah. allow anybody that's uh, showing people how the sausages maybe it's that every episode has both an explicit tag and a series of trigger warnings oh, okay that could be <laughs> yeah but you know you know get some uh, get some activity going I know I know that because many of our listeners are shrewd dudes. Uh, with with rad tudes and neck beards that you maybe don't use iTunes, um, but you know maybe just maybe just take one for the team. Go there and say something nice about us because that gets other listeners. That gets that, that gets does, us that, does, yeah. that gets us up there where that where other people can see it and it gets the it gets the message out there. It gets our message of love and forgiveness. I have not looked for at our rating and review in years. What what are people saying? That's like 141 ratings. Five stars. It's not very many. Across yeah, the board. Five stars across the board. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Cool. No, we're solid, but we just need more. Do we? Yeah. We need more. We need more validation from the world. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I personally don't have any confidence that anything I've ever done is any good, so I need the world to say, good job. Attaboy. Attaboy, Zach. 
Well, cool. I've been Attaboy Zach, and this has been Video Games <laughs> Hot Dog. Have a great week, everybody. See it. That's how that song goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good version. Magic Carpet. Right? The modernized one. Yes. Yes. That's the song that I meant. Uh, you don't know what we can find when we coat this broomstick with this hallucinogenic drug and stick it in this snowman's behind. I was trying to make it rhyme. Um, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Steppenwolf, ladies and gentlemen, it's a reunion tour. <laughs> Next week, Iron Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a long show. Um, <clears throat> Do we have some questions? Is Iron, Iron Butterfly, maybe it's like Counting Crows, where they're not the Counting Crows, but they are the act of Counting are, Crows. Yeah, Is Iron Butterfly just a set of instructions? <laughs> it's, a, like, it's an imperative. <laughs> fuck, that butterfly is wrinkled Dry clean shit. only. <laughs>